Has anyone ever asked you the question, who are you? Do you think you were able to answer the question correctly? Or have you ever asked yourself? You're welcome to today's episode of The Real You Renew. Get a seat and relax. My name is T-I-T-I. Today I'll be talking about self-identity. Yes, self-identity. How well do you know yourself? we're going to know today self-identity is such a tricky thing because when asked who we are we identify ourselves based on general statements that are usually about how we look how old we are what gender we have where we hail from what we do for a living and whether or not we have a family or spouse i believe the journey to the real you begins with first identifying yourself you have to know yourself when you can identify yourself you're one step away to fulfilling and living your life to the fullest self-identity is a concept widely used across disciplines so i believe that you're not new to the concept of self-identity self-identity is a combination of personality traits abilities, physical attributes, interests, hobbies, social roles, values, and your aspirations, and every other identifiers that make you who you are. It is in understanding the concept of self that you can truly answer the question, who are you? When people ask us who we are, we are quick to give our personal details like our name, our gender, our tribe, and nationality, occupation, and career pursuits. This is what society have told us. In reality, if we examine the identity we claim to have of ourselves, we will see that those identities aren't authentic at all. They were handed over to us by society and we are trying to live up to the expectation of other people. The self is you, and the true definition of self can only come from a personal perspective. When you think of self-identity, you should think of personal identities, you should think of your values, you should think of your habits, you should think of your temperament, your physical features, your goals and aspirations, your talents, your principles that you hold for life, interests, your belief, your career, your habits, your love language, and so on and so forth. As individuals, we identify ourselves based on our self-concepts. It is the perception of ourselves that leads to the way we identify and define our relationships with others. Basically, we take our perception of ourselves and create a self-identity out of it. Consequently, in today's society, many individuals base their identities in relation to social rules, where it is easier to identify oneself based on societal expectation of being a father or a doctor. A footballer or other profession it is also expedient that you know that societal rules are not enough to describe oneself or to describe one identity although it is totally up to a person to choose as many traits or attributes to be identified with usually people identify themselves by what they do in other words their profession and then other people identify themselves by the position they occupy in the societal structure some can say that they are a father, their sister or friend, and so on and so forth. Some base their own some base their identity based on physical characteristics, whether they are tall or short, whether they have long hair or not, whether they are dark skinned or light. 
having shut down the constructs that most of us have or the construct that most of us use to define our identity it is also necessary to say that self-identity include our future self when we talk about self-identity we do not only talk about who we have presently we also look beyond the present to include what our future will look like and that So how do you know you haven't identified yourself yet? The fact that you haven't identified yourself doesn't mean that you will never identify yourself. Identifying oneself does not happen just in one day. It takes gradual process. It takes conscious effort. So identifying yourself, if you don't identify yourself today, it doesn't mean that you will never identify yourself. But how do you know that you haven't identified yourself yet? Number one way is when you don't like being asked about yourself. Some persons just like avoiding such questions. When they ask them who are you, they just look for something else and then they cover it, cover it up. One way to know you haven't identified yourself yet is when you don't like being asked about yourself. When you feel uncomfortable explaining who you are to people, then you haven't identified yourself. Perhaps you develop tactics to avoid such question about yourself. Or you just quickly change the subject of discussion because you don't want to say anything about yourself. Or you don't even have a clear picture of who you are. So you just don't want to embarrass yourself by explaining to people, I am this, I am that. But if you have truly identified yourself, there is a, there is a level of confidence you have because you want to let people know what you do. You want to let people know what you represent. You want to let people know your principle. You are not intimidated to tell people this is who I am because you have truly identified yourself. It is in avoiding such kind of question that you begin to play your way in and out because you haven't identified yourself identifying oneself is so so important it's very very important because you will have to know yourself to be able to give yourself to others there's a saying that you don't you cannot give what you don't have if you don't have a particular thing in you you will not be able to give it out Another way to know that you haven't identified yourself is if you constantly feel insecure. Mm. Insecurity is a sign that you haven't identified yourself yet. Insecurity can come from past traumas, rejection, loneliness or negative belief about oneself. For some people it could be a kind of childhood they had. Past experience can feed your sense of not belonging, not feeling important or interesting, or not just good enough. If you grew up with critical parents who pressured you to be popular and successful, you may be oversensitized to how others perceive you, and this may breed insecurity. The constant feeling of insecurity blindfolds us from identifying who we truly are. So when you constantly feel insecure, every time you're feeling insecure, every time you're feeling that you're not good enough, every time you're not confident in yourself, it's just a sign that you have not identified yourself. Because when a man identifies himself, there is no reason to be insecure. Insecure rather. He feels confident at every time. He stands up and he owns his word. He's not afraid to say what he thinks about an issue. He's not afraid to say his own conviction because he is not insecure such kind of person have identified in ourselves.
thirdly when you always find yourself doing what other people are doing for no reason yes for no reason it's a sign that you haven't identified yourself yet because you shouldn't be doing what others are doing except you have a reason for it it boils down to even simple things that we can think of somebody's buying this shoe you're buying it this is the trend you're joining this is what is in vogue you're doing it for no reason while other people might even have explanation for why they do the things they do you do not have any reason you're jumping at everything that happens on social media the things that you see the trend everything all manner of things it's a sign that you haven't identified yourself because why should you run into depth because you just want to be like other people it's because you haven't identified yourself if you have truly identified yourself you should not have you should not be doing what others are doing for no reason so it's, it's clear that you haven't identified yourself yet number four is when you constantly live in fear of rejection mm, rejection living in fear of rejection undermines your confidence and make you doubt your worth when you constantly live in it's a sign that you haven't identified yourself yet it's okay to know that not everyone will like you not everyone will accept you in fact some will even think that you do not make sense such is life when you dwell on who like you and who don't like you you will lose your identity trust me you will lose your identity you may begin to live to please people because you don't want to be rejected you feel rejected when you think about how people see you when you feel rejected you think about how people see you and assume they see your negativity rejection makes you feel you can't achieve your dream it makes you feel you are worthless it makes you feel that you are not smart you're not intelligent you're not good enough it comes with all manner of negative feeling and if you feel like that it means that you are far away from being your it means you're far away from being the real you Number five is not being able to say no when it's necessary to say no. Saying no when necessary helps to establish healthy boundaries and enables others to have clarity about what they expect from you. When you struggle to say no to what you think is not right or situations that are not convenient for you, then there's a trouble somewhere. It's a sign that you haven't identified yourself. You don't have a clear picture of who you are. It is by saying no that you can concentrate on yourself and your own values. When you say no to something, you automatically say no to the thing that you don't love. Saying no, in fact, is okay. If you think it's wrong, saying no is okay. In fact, very, very okay. So you should learn to say no. At every point in time, when you see yourself not saying no, when you should be saying no, it's a sign that you haven't identified yourself. Social identity is crucial to your personal development and to how you relate with other people. I hope you've been able to learn a thing or two today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Real You In You. Until next time, keep living your life to the fullest. Keep living your true identity and love yourself enough. My name is TITI. See you in my next episode.
ever feel like people take advantage of you or use your emotions for their own gain? Do you find yourself in pointless fighting or debating regularly? Do you tell people how much you hate drama but seem to always get stuck in the middle of one? Or do you spend a lot of your time defending yourself for things you believe aren't your fault? If you answer the yes to one or a few mentioned, then you need to start setting healthy boundaries. My name is Tihai Tihai and you're welcome to another episode of The Real You In You. Today I'll be talking about how to set healthy boundaries. I realize that people get into trouble because they cannot set healthy boundaries with people they really treat. Setting healthy boundaries is an important part of establishing one's identity. In my previous episode, I talked about self-identity, the real you. You may need to listen to that episode as well. But in today's episode, I will be focusing on how you can set healthy boundaries and communicate it to, to people around you, to people that are around you, to people you see every day at workplaces, at religious places, religious organization, or wherever place you meet people. Boundary is a limit of space between you and the other person, a clear space where you begin and the other person ends. In general, healthy boundaries are those boundaries that you set to make sure you're mentally and emotionally stable. Boundaries can be loose, it can be rigid or somewhere in between. Lack of boundary in any form of relationship indicates that we do not have strong identity. Healthy boundaries help people to define their individuality and help them to indicate what they will and will not hold themselves responsible for. So when you are not setting healthy boundaries in your life or in your space, you open the doors for others to determine your feelings, for others to determine your thoughts and then your needs as well. So when you define your boundaries in any relationship, not necessarily love relationship now, any kind of relationship with people, you determine what your behavior will what behavior you will accept from others and what you will not accept from other people. So setting healthy boundaries does not mean that you're hostile, no. It doesn't mean that you're hostile, it doesn't mean that you're proud or you're trying to isolate yourself from other people. It doesn't mean any of this. Boundaries are set to fortify a relationship with other people rather than building walls to keep people out. So I want you to think about this scenario now. Think about the front door in your house or your apartment. If someone breaks it down, you know there is a problem, isn't it? So see boundary as that front door in your house. When you leave your door open to allow anything crawling inside, flying inside, all, all manner of things to enter into your house, you know there's a problem. You will just be disturbed by the noise of flies, noise of mosquitoes, and whatever it is. So similarly, the lack of boundaries allow those people who will manipulate your emotions, make you feel guilty, drain you mentally, and violate your rights. So that is what happens when you don't set boundaries with people. You allow people who manipulate you, who make you feel guilty. They will drain you mentally and emotionally. So that is why you need to set boundaries. I think you get the gist now. Be flexible when setting boundaries. Don't draw your boundaries with permanent ink. It is good to think about them occasionally and reassess them often. When boundaries are too rigid, problems may occur. 
you don't want to isolate yourself or avoid closeness with people as no man is an island of course you still need people around you so we need good people around us and this is what setting boundaries does for us it helps us to accommodate those people who will respect our decisions and not violate them boundaries include physical boundaries as well as emotional boundaries so physical boundaries include your body personal space and privacy violations of your physical boundaries include inappropriate touching standing someone standing too close to you touching or random person looking through your files or your phone those are violations of physical boundaries emotional boundaries involve separating your feelings from another person's feelings violations of emotional boundaries include taking responsibility for another person's feelings letting another person's feelings dictate your own sacrificing your own needs to please another blaming others for your problems and accepting responsibility for theirs these are violations of emotional boundaries strong boundaries protect your self-esteem and your identity as an individual with the right to make your own choices of course and protect it as important as setting healthy boundaries are most of us have difficulty in setting them consistently reason why you get into entanglement with people you're not supposed to or you start responding to your ex or whoever it is it's because you never set healthy boundaries when you ended the relationship or whatever it is that you you ended with a contract or business whatever it is so when you start responding to people that you're not supposed to respond to is because when you ended or caught ended tiles with those people you did not set boundaries so some other things start creeping in and you cannot undo it again free from unnecessary drama and you don't have to have problem with people every time trying to and um, try to explain yourself to people try to make sure that people understand you every time if you're trying to live a life a fulfilled life in general then you will need to start setting healthy boundaries it is necessary like i said in a workplace in any place so that people will not misunderstand you when you are trying to say this is what i stand for this is what i believe in this is what i don't want this is what i want people can be able to understand people can take you for who you are so setting healthy boundaries is so so important so how do you set healthy boundaries you set LD boundaries number one way to set LD boundaries is to decide what your core values are values are basic and fundamental beliefs that guide or motivate attitudes or action they help us to determine what is important to us value describes the personal qualities we choose to guide our actions the kind of person we want to be the manner in which we want to be treated and treat others and our interactions with the world around us Basically, our values provide the general guidelines for conduct. It is relational in the sense that what one person values may not be the same for the other persons. Examples of core values are loyalty, honesty, commitment, open-mindedness, reliability, optimism. For some persons, respect. They hold respect in high esteem, patriotism, education, and the list goes on and on. You need to identify yours. Yours might not be. Yours might be one of these and more. So you need to identify which of these are your core values to decide what your core values are 
ask yourself the simple question who am i what are my core values once you can get a clear picture or, a, or an answer to this then you can communicate your values to other people it is in communicating your values to people that they can tell who you are in fact valued people the value that people hold to to life or to principles that guide them say a lot about them is value is just one of one of the many identity that makes you different from another person so when you can identify your own values you are able to tell what you stand for and ultimately what you will tolerate anyone who respects your values should be able to respect your boundaries as well so it's very important when you know that people do not do not respect your values they do not they do not acknowledge your values they don't see it as anything then you need to set boundaries Number two is to communicate your boundaries. If you have decided what your core values are, then number two is to communicate your boundaries. The biggest part of setting healthy boundary is how clearly you communicate it to others. You may have the most healthy set of boundaries on the planet, but if you don't communicate them clearly, you're going to create some really confusing relationship, both for you and everyone else involved so the easiest way to get someone to question your character is to say one thing and do another sometimes we are afraid to confront people and tell them what we really want and hide our true feelings because we are scared of what people's reaction will be or how our decision will make other people feel If you always say yes in the past, it may take a while for people to get used to your new boundaries. When people ask for what you can, you can't give, e.g., money or your time, kindly and gently remind them of the conversation you must have had with them before. For example, you can say, "I wish I could help you, but like I said to you the other day, I am busy at work and I can't commit to anything right now." Nobody will kill you. Nobody will take you to the court of law. After all, you have a freedom of speech and you have the right to say what you want. Yes, so don't assume people intentionally disrespect your boundaries. Sometimes they may have forgotten. So it's okay to remind them often. You haven't done anything wrong. identify your core values and can communicate your boundaries number three is that you avoid backing down or apologizing this is another thing or another mistake that people make often when they are able to set boundaries when they are able to stand on it then people come around to cross the line they have set and then when they take actions regarding that line they cross they begin to apologize or feel bad about the actions they have taken no 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 do not apologize or back down on the boundaries that you have set certain boundaries you are comfortable with is your right in the first place if you are comfortable about setting the boundaries it is your right so sometimes you don't have to apologize you don't have to apologize to anybody because it's a boundary you have set you have a reason for setting that boundaries so when people cross their line and you take action don't apologize for your action do not apologize you don't need to justify yourself or give excuse for your decisions if someone keeps bothering you just repeatedly say no end the conversation or avoid situation that can lead to the both of you getting in touch again 
if you have a friend who has refused to acknowledge your boundaries or tries to manipulate you in, into doing what you don't want to do it's better you cut off with that person because those those people can never respect the boundaries you have set so the best thing is to cut off ties with them when you begin to set boundaries know that people will test you they will test you they will push you they will disrespect your limits you will know by the time you stand your ground and then take action you will know that you're getting better and you're getting healthier so when this doesn't when when this doesn't get an emotional reaction out of you then you know that you're doing fine the more you stand your ground the more you you, you take decisions for yourself and respect your own decision as well you'll be able to communicate your boundaries to others and you will be able to be very clear in your communication another way to set LD boundary is to think about what you don't want to compromise on take some time and think about them write them down write the things you value most divine your priorities in life this will help you to guide to guide you towards creating good boundaries look over your list of values and priorities based on the list consider whether there is anything you are not comfortable doing the things you are not willing to compromise on are your personal boundaries for instance if integrity is one of the things you value most you may decide that you will stop covering up for a friend who tell lies all the time so check on yourself you are the one who can reassess yourself you are the one who can look into yourself and think about what you don't want to compromise on this will set as a stepping stone for you to begin to set boundaries and it will help you to to understand what you really want and what you don't want you've been able to learn a thing or two about setting healthy boundaries but before i go i want you to make commitment to yourself to put your own identity your needs feelings and goals first healthy emotional boundaries come from believing that you are okay just the way you are commit to letting go of fixing others taking responsibility for the outcomes of others choices saving or rescuing others when you cannot changing yourself to be liked or depending on others approval make a list of boundaries you want to strengthen write them down visualize yourself setting them and finally assertively communicate with others what your boundaries are and when they have crossed them remember this is a process start with a small non-threatening boundary yes and experience success before taking on more challenging boundaries i enjoyed recording this podcast and i hope you enjoyed listening as well until next time keep strengthening your personal identity keep making the best of life and keep giving yourself the best treatment ever